the sleep nanning here and we want to talk about why bother with sleep training why have someone help you with anything um, why even do anything at all anyway it's a really good question so as the concept of sleep training uh, sleep experts people that are out there and that can help you becomes more and more popular and more and more uh, understood uh, i think it's really important to address this um, answer some of the the questions that are thrown around out there uh, particularly grandparents and older generations will say well, a sleep coach of what you know something that just didn't exist even just a few years ago let alone in their time um, the idea of having somebody who can come in and coach you and help you with that particular topic it just wasn't even thought of or heard of and it's still very new and lots of people, especially here in the UK, still don't realise that there are experts that can help you specifically with your little one's sleep. So why? Why now? What's different in this day and age to back then? Why is it a problem now and it wasn't before? How, how has anything changed? Surely we're still the same human beings, that we function the same way. What is so different? Well, first of all, um, the effects of sleep deprivation are having a bigger impact on our adult lives than ever before. We used to live in culture and society where quite often, not always, but often there would be extended families um, living close by, lots of people to come and help. You had, uh, more frequently you had situations where one parent would work and one parent would stay at home and raise the family, look after the home. Um, therefore their sole focus was the children, they could snatch sleep here and there, catch up when they could they had communities around them of other mums or dads or caregivers in the same situation so they kind of they just sort of survived and bounced off each other helped each other out caught up where they could and it it worked you, you know maybe they were still sleep sleep deprived that they were still sleep deprived they possibly were still suffering with maybe uh, decreased immune systems um, they probably still had the same struggles but they survived it they persevered they pushed through now we live in a society these days where quite often both parents work more so than they used to at least um, and even if that's not the case we're juggling more we're taking more on even as stay-at-home parents than we ever did before technology has advanced we're spending more of our time looking at screens whether it's phones, iPads, tablets, uh, television that's been there a while now, but our exposure generally to screen time has gone up a huge amount. And that exposure to blue light um, and the stimulation from the screens is also going to affect our ability to settle, to sleep, to catch up on sleep, and generally to set off our sleepy triggers anyway. So there is a technology change as well that's impacting our sleeping. Um, support systems, technology, and um, there's such a big shift and a big change. As as parents that are at home still, maybe on maternity leaves, paternity leaves, or or just have made that decision to stay at home, usually the calendar is being filled up more so than ever in history with baby groups, sensories, signings, swimming lessons, like all these different clubs and groups and things. And they're great, they're great for the child's engagement, they're great for the parents to be able to bond. That's absolutely true. But the busyness of day-to-day -day life has just increased and increased and increased. So it's so much harder to catch up on sleep and to persevere and to survive the sleep deprivation than it used to be. 
And the topic of sleep, um, more and more research has been done and more and more studies have been done um, over the years and we've seen incidences. We've had parents almost crash their car because they're so tired. We've had um, parents just fed up with the fact that they don't have the patience and the energy to be the best them for the child. Um, we, you know, we want to have that engaging fun, enjoyment with our child, not just, oh, survive another day. <laughs> our expectations of life have grown. We want more from life and that's not a bad thing, surely. Um, so in order to get more out of life and to be able to enjoy it to the fullest and be the best you that you can be, you need more sleep and surviving isn't okay anymore. You know, we don't want to just survive we want to thrive and that's the difference I think in our, our modern culture than perhaps um, some time ago. So these are some of the influences and things that have changed but something that won't have changed it may have just become more apparent is the effects of sleep deprivation and for they affect the children as well I mean sleep is really important for a little one's development, immune system, well-being and general mood. Um, but for, for adults it goes to a whole other level on top of those things there are also things like relationships, marriages, the family unit, um, you have your ability to stay safe, so like I mentioned about being able to physically operate a car, um, perhaps you have a, a job uh, or a career that requires your real focused attention and if you're sleep deprived that is, you know, could be risking your entire career. I have worked with people who have important roles such as surgeons or nurses or something where somebody else's life is in their hands and if you're sleep deprived and then you're risking somebody else's life I mean that's so important so all these kinds of things uh, are affected by sleep deprivation also there's depression mood those sorts of things if you're always sleep deprived you could be in a way worse mental state than if you're getting the adequate amount of sleep that you need. Health, well-being, I mentioned those already. So, so many things, so many factors. And I think it's really important to recognize uh, the potential um, detrimental effects of sleep deprivation and how it could impact you if you leave it to manifest. Um, sometimes people come to me when they're right on the edge, you know, marriage is about to break down or something's really bad. Don't wait for it to get that bad, you know, it can, I'm sure it can be better. If you're suffering with sleep deprivation, you need to sort it out, it's so important. So, hopefully I've um, given you some really good valid reasons as to why it is important to actually get this on track. But why experts, why have a sleep coach come in, you know, okay, you've accepted that the society's changed and it's important and we need our sleep, so read a book then, um, research it online and figure it out and get your child sleeping. Yeah, if only it were that easy, right? <laughs> it's not that simple and the reason for that is because the whole subject of sleep is complex and it's counterintuitive. So many things that we do as parents when we bring our babies home is intuitive, you know? Instinctively, you're gonna cuddle, feed, soothe, change, care for your baby in so many instinctive ways. And also we're given lots of information, and especially nowadays, on how to, to best do that and keeping them safe and all these guidelines are there. But there's very little on sleep. And the reason why there's very little advice out there on sleep is because if there were, it would be generic. 
And yes, there are lots of great generic pieces of theory and philosophy and education that would be very valuable if that were given to us all, that would be great. Um, but also a lot of it is individualized and different children's temperaments and different parenting styles are gonna require a different plan or a different process to get great sleep and to get the best of your child's ability. Not expecting them all to be able to do the same thing at the same stage, but whatever they are capable of, whatever they're ready for, to be able to bring out the best of them and get them the optimal sleep that they're ready for. That's what is so individualized and impossible to give, you know, blanket training on to just uh, to send home with the baby from the hospital, a little manual. That would be great. <laughs> Um, so this is why people like myself have, have popped up all over the place, um, I mean worldwide, but particularly in the UK as I said, it's still relatively new and lots of people don't know I exist um, and that we can really transform things in a short space of time and that's because with my expertise and experience I can pinpoint what it is that you need specifically to help you and your child maximise sleep that you're all getting. As I said, it's counterintuitive. So many things about sleep are counterintuitive. And even if you know that and you're switched onto that, when you're in it, and especially if you're sleep deprived, it's very hard to see it. It's really hard to see what's going on. Even with my knowledge and practice, I've come across things with my own children and had to stop, take a step back, and um, forget my mummy head for a minute, put my professional head on and think of it as, how would I be advising a client if this were uh, you know, not me, and it's amazing how much clearer it becomes when you step out of it. So, um, it is counterintuitive, and one of the really classic and um, probably more known uh, pieces that's so counterintuitive is the concept that people think, you know, if you, if you tire your child out, surely they're going to sleep better at night. And that's the classic one, and still lots of people believe that. Yeah, just tire them out, or, you know, your child won't settle at bedtime must be getting too much sleep in the day so cut those naps down or cut those naps out and then you'll get more at night no please don't do that chances are you'll make it worse there's some circumstances where that may be the right answer but far less often than, than not it's usually gonna make it worse um, and actually the overtiredness is gonna cause the worse problems with the night's sleep more battle settling more increased night wakings more early rising so that's just one example of the many counterintuitive things about sleep and this is why I firmly believe it's um, an area that is such a problem for so many parents and it trips us up it leaves us stuck it leaves us scratching our heads going right I've read everything I've tried everything and I'm still not getting anywhere what am I doing wrong and you're not doing anything wrong I was there I did that I read everything I thought I, I don't I just don't see it I don't get what it is um, and it does sometimes take some outside expertise to just pinpoint what's going on and send you off on the right path and once you do it's life-changing speaking from experience and the many many people who whom I've taken on that journey so why bother was the question and the whole point of this um, entire episode I think the reason to bother is because your family's health and well-being and happiness has got to be the most important thing in your life, surely. Um, so why bother? Bother because you don't want to stay where you are or for things to get worse. Um, the, the other piece that I think is really important on this whole topic is the importance to recognise that it's only a problem if it's a problem. 
if you're, for instance, you're doing something and it works for you, but you just think maybe you shouldn't be doing it, it's okay if it's working for you. It's only a problem if it's a problem. If what you're doing is not serving you, is not allowing you to get the sleep or your child to get the sleep that you need, then it's a problem. And then yes, you should take action on that and help to make things better. But if it's actually not a problem, just because perhaps you co-sleep and that's what you want to do and it works and it's done safely and everyone's sleeping well, brilliant, that's fine. You know, there's so much pressure on parents to somehow do everything perfectly in this wonderful way that's just right for everybody. There's no such thing. It's what's right for you. And if what you're doing is working for you, then long may that last. And that's not a problem. It's a problem when it's a problem. And um, sleep training is not for everybody. And people do have this misconception that sleep training means some kind of traumatic, upsetting experience. And it absolutely doesn't. Not with me anyway. Everything is very gentle, in tune with the child. And it's little tweaks that just gradually get you where you need to get. Um, but it, it's really important not to judge anybody. If somebody feels that they need to work with a plan and train um, their child to become a better sleeper, then that's great, that's right for them. If somebody else feels that that's not for them, that's okay too. I really, um, I think it's so destructive for parents to be attacking each other and judging each other all the time because there's far too much of that going on. There's no need. You, you be happy with what you're doing and let others be happy with what they're doing. It's, it's not for everybody and that's okay. So if you're happy with how things are and sleep is great, then fantastic. And if you're not and you feel like it could be better, well, hopefully this episode has given you a few things to think about on why bother um, and, and what it's all about because things are different in this day and age and help is out there for so many things. And if you think about it, we ask for help. If we want to learn something, we seek the learning, the teaching from somewhere. You want to learn how to cook, you take cookery classes. You want to... If, you, if in sports you have a coach for every sport and even now within business you have a coach for your business it's just becoming the norm to always get trained and you know invite the expertise of somebody who knows a bit more about something than perhaps you do and then you're going to get there faster um, and that you know that really is the whole concept of coaching all around so why not have somebody to coach you through something that you're finding challenging it, it really is life-changing so yeah, I really do hope that this has helped answer some of those questions about the whole concept of having somebody help you with some sleep and um, why bother? Why bother with sleep training? I hope that answers that one for you.